Good morning, family. Welcome to the Life in the Word podcast. My name is David, and I'm so excited to be with you again. Merry Christmas to everyone who is listening to me. The last two weeks we have been talking about faith, and uh, we spoke that we develop our faith so we can reach grace of God, which God has already provided, and God has already finished His part of grace, and we learned of how should we develop our faith that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of god and we give ourselves to the word so we can get the revelation of the will of god then faith comes and when faith comes we are unstoppable because when faith comes we let the power of god works for us and work through us amen and today we are going to learn and see some scriptures about the grace of God because the Lord is gracious. He's the giver of all grace and he's God of all grace. His throne is the throne of grace. The prophets of the Old Testament, they prophesied of the grace that should come unto us and that grace is the Lord Jesus Christ. We know that Jesus was full of grace and truth and it's the period now we remember the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And it's the fullness of God's provision of grace. Because we could not, as man, we could not have redeemed ourselves. We could not have saved ourselves. We could not have done anything of our own. But God, through his mercy and through that grace, he provided Lord Jesus that we may have it all. That we may have life in abundance, that we may live to that standard of the kingdom of God. We are not from this world, although we live in this world. That's what the scripture says. And we have to believe that and walk in that truth. And what is grace, actually? What is grace? Grace is God's power working for us. I want to define it in this manner that is God's power working for us. So grace is God stepping out on our behalf. God stepping out on our behalf. Is God saying, I am here for you? Is God saying, I have provided for you? Is God saying, I know you cannot, but I will give it to you. I will perform it for you. I will do it for you. That is grace. And one thing we learned also last week is that to receive this grace, we have to work on our faith so we can believe. Because if we don't believe that God can really step out for us, or you don't believe that God can really step out for you, then it will be very hard for God's power to work for you. You have to let God's power work for you. And my purpose for today is just to show you through scripture is that your eyes of understanding may be open to understand that God wanted good for you. To understand that you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to even be good according to your own judgment or people's judgment. But God has chosen you just from his own pleasure and his own will. Yes, God has just chosen you. God has chosen to love you from his own pleasure 
and his own will. And that is grace. It's because of that love of God that he has released his grace towards mankind. Let's see it this way. Grace comes in when man cannot. When you know that you cannot, I'm in a situation where I cannot do it on myself. There is enough grace for you. Grace is sufficient for you. We don't depend on grace on things we can do on our own. But grace is required for those things you know that you cannot do it on your own. Because just for example, if you can just carry your handbag on your own, you don't expect that people will come and help you to carry your handbag because you, you, can, you can manage to lift it up on your own. But if you have a baggage which you cannot lift it on your own, then you seek for help, people to help you to carry it. And that is God for us. God has provided his grace so we as man should not suffer. That's why the Bible says that should, should not worry. Let your heart not be troubled. John 14, we read from 1. Do not let your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. This is Jesus speaking and saying that we should not let our heart be troubled. You believe in God. If we believe in God, then we believe that God wants it best for us and he's able to do it. That is grace, God's provision for us. God's provision for us. We should not be troubled, but we should hold in our faith in God. If we believe in God, we should not be troubled. Let me read another scripture. 2 Corinthians 12, we read 9 and 10. But he said to me, this is Jesus speaking to Paul, My grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. So God's power is made perfect when you cannot. So the best time to praise God and to even jump for the glory of God is that time when you feel that you cannot, when you are weak. Is the time to hold that this is the time now God to come in for me because I cannot. When you cannot, then the power of God is ready to be made perfect. I continue reading. Therefore, I will boost all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. Paul is saying that he will boost all the more gladly about his weaknesses. We should learn a lot from this what Paul is saying. That the time when is hard is not the time to run away from God. It's not the time to start murmuring. It's the time to start glorifying God. For we know that God's power is ready to be made perfect. This is very profound because we know God is perfect. So it's not that God's power will be perfect, that it was not perfect, but it means that what you are going through, the perfect will of God will be revealed because God will work on it, on himself. So we leave our hands out and we give it to God. I want us to know that 
Jesus did not die so we may continue suffering. Jesus did not come in this earth born as a man, died, resurrected, and went to heaven so we may suffer, continue suffering. No, he did all that so we may have life and life in abundance and have good life, enjoy good life. The grace is already there. God's grace is sufficient. It's just up to us to believe and accept it and get hold unto it. Let's read another scripture. Let's go to Romans 4, 5. Romans 4, 5. However, to the one who does not work but trust God, who justifies the ungodly, their faith is credited as righteous. <laughs> Let me read it again. However, to the one who does not work but trust God who justifies the ungodly, their faith is credited as righteousness. Faith is credited as righteousness when we don't try to do things on our own. And the things I'm saying which are to be done on our own are not our responsibility because we have responsibility to take. As we started, we gave an example of a handbag. Carrying a handbag is our responsibility. But there are some baggages which you cannot carry and you need God. Trying to step in to the part where God is the one who should take it, then you are walking outside faith. But walking in faith is leaving what is for God to God. Let me share a testimony. My son came to me some weeks ago and uh, battling. He came and he said, Papa, I'm not feeling well here and here. I asked him, I was, I was sleeping, I was tired. And I asked him, did you tell God? He said, no. I asked him, then you know me, I cannot help you. The only thing I'll do, I'll give you to God for God to help you. So don't come to me first. Go back and tell God first because God is the one who will help you. I cannot help you. I don't have any, 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 I, I don't have the power to help you, but God has. So I sent him back and he went to bed and he spoke to God and he slept very well. He slept, the pain left, everything left. When I sent him, I did not start thinking if he will be okay or not okay. I was assured that he will be okay. I was assured he will be okay because I know, I know that God, He's able. He's able to do that. I know that the provision of healing is, is for me, is for my family. I know that Jesus came that we may be free from sickness and diseases. So I was assured that he's well. I was assured that I have sent him to the right hands. So I slept and he was well. And that is the faith which Romans 4, 5 is talking about. The one who does not work but trusts God who justifies the ungodly. That faith is credited as righteousness. So I called unto God. I sent him to call unto God. And he did that. He called to God. Let's read another scripture in Romans 5, 6. You see, as just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very Rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrated his own love for us in this. 
while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The love of God is not demonstrated just for those who feel that they are right with God. They're in the right place in God. You, you know, you, you might step out and think now, I'm doing everything right. That's why God loves me. No, God loved us when we were still sinners. The grace of God is purposely, purposely for those who are weak. There's grace for salvation. Is for those who are unsaved. There is standing grace for those who need to stand. You are in ministry. You are out in a mission and you need strength, which is more than you can handle. Strength outside your normal strength. So the grace of standing is for you. There is grace for serving. You are in service. You have a lot to do. There is a lot of responsibility given unto you is beyond man capacity. That's why God has provided that grace to carry you beyond what you can handle. When you rely on grace, that's my last point, you'll do extraordinary things. You'll do exploit. Extraordinary. You cannot do extraordinary with your own strength, with your own wisdom, with your own character. You need God. You need the supernatural to do extraordinary. And the supernatural is the grace of God. God will enable us. God is enabling us. Let's see another scripture. In 2 Peter 1-2, Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Of God and Jesus our Lord. Let's read another scripture, then we come back. John 1.17 For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Let's go back to 2 Peter 1.2. This time, let's read another, another translation. I read from King James now. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Multiplication of grace. We saw in John 1.17 that grace and truth came by Jesus. Here in Peter is saying that can be multiplied in that knowledge of Jesus. So the grace can be multiplied, but multiplied through the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. The knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. So the more we are growing in the knowledge of God, Grace is being multiplied. Let me just break it down. You know, grace is God's provision through his word. What God has said is what carries the power. Is that God's mind. So when you grow into knowing what God has said, then your faith grows. Then faith can come. When you know faith come, so you give space to that word to work on you. So you are giving space for that grace. The word is also that grace because Jesus is still the word of God. John 1.14 says the word was made flesh. So Jesus is that word. So when you are growing in that knowledge of the word then you are knowing more. You are growing more in faith to receive what God has already done. If you don't have the knowledge of the word of God, you are limiting the grace of God on your life. Let me say that again. If you don't know enough of the word of God, you are limiting yourself to that grace of God. 
So you can limit your, the grace of God. You can limit the grace of God. The more you know, the more grace is there for you. The more you know the word, the more grace is there for you. You are multiplying it. And which grace is that? Let's continue reading to 3, 2 Peter 1, 3. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. So you are increasing in everything that pertaining unto life. Every area of your life, there is grace God has provided for every area of your life. So the more you are knowing God will in every area of your life, you know what is happening? You are making way for that grace to work for you. So God's power carries you in every area of your life. Every area pertaining life. God is being seen. Then that glory of God, that glory which he has called unto, then is being revealed. People will see the glory of God. He has called us to glory. So God has called us to glory. But for that glory to be manifested in our life is by growing to his knowledge. So when you are growing into the knowledge, the power of God is working on us in our every area of life. And you know what? God is being glorified through our life. So you are bringing glory to God. That calling of glory is being seen. And the gospel of grace will be spread easily because of your knowledge of the glory of God, because of your knowledge of the will of God, because of your knowledge of God and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. The knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ is the knowledge of the word of God. So the more we are getting into the knowledge of the word of God, grace is being multiplied in our life. And when grace is being multiplied in our life, in every area pertaining life, then our life is being transformed to be the same, the way God wants it to be. Hallelujah. Amen. I wish you a very enjoyable and happy Christmas season. Amen. Bye-bye.